What's up, Cobla? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, I don't know about you, but I want to see a Chris Brown Usher fight. I'm sorry. I just want to see him fight. I think it would be hilarious and it would be cool. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Government Podcast. Your checks and balances and social commentary. Two halves that make one whole, which is a complete asshole. Your podcaster's favorite podcast. We are the niggas on the internet trying to find Chat GPT so we can pay him his money. My name is Cole Jackson. My name is Ant. Also known as Shogun. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, are you are you are you gonna tell me we can't be lovers and friends no more? I'm just no, trying to celebrate your birthday. All right, wait, 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 wait. Give me your first joke. I know you got one. Your first joke. I, I know you got one already load, loaded up and ready for Chris Brown and Usher. Come on. Oh, it, I don't know who slid on who. This ain't the verses you wanted to see. <laughs> who moonwalked on who? <laughs> I don't know. You think he gonna be confessing to the judge? Come on, man. They write themselves. It's so easy. I knew you. I was like, you had to have had a whole bunch of jokes already. <laughs> they write themselves. I didn't. I just had I just had that one intro. I didn't You think, think he did it nice and slow? Say so what? You think he did it nice and slow? Mm. No. No. Mm. It remind me of never mind. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go ahead and get it going. <laughs> Welcome back to the one and only Gummy Name Podcast. Two halves, two assholes. Checks and balances of social commentary. That was. Do you believe that they got the fame for real? Yes. <laughs> First of all, if 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 I throw you a birthday party right in a skating ring, you should fight me anyway. Look at what we, how old are we? Five, my nigga? Like, you got a whole Vegas residency. Why you, you can't go to a club? Maybe they knew Chris Brown had some problems. And he was like, Chris, I'm trying to change your element to make sure you good. Make sure everything ain't going to, you know, go sideways. So they said, all right, man, I know you like to skate. Let's go. I seen the movie. You was in the movie skating around. How about we come here? We can just chill. Tiana, she going to come. She going to swing through. You know, she just going to say hello and whatnot. And then we just going to have a ball. Ain't going to be no beef, no problems. Let's do it. You like that? Yeah. Surprise birthday. Day of the, the day of the uh, birthday. You got a drunk Chris Brown. Some people, <sighs> say, some people say it was the powder. I think it was the powder. I was trying to give him some leeway. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so... All that goodwill this man done built up from them days of Rihanna. And you already know the first five minutes going to be like, yep, this is what Rihanna was trying to tell y'all. Mm, it's sad. 
Sad state of affairs. I don't want to believe it. What do you mean you don't want to believe it? Cause ain't got no video. I'm at the point now where if there ain't no video, I don't believe <laughs> they it. They could fake that with Chat TPT. Why would Usher lie? This man has been known to be a truth teller. Come on, man. He's some of his biggest songs are him telling the truth. Finally. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I gotta see the video. You don't want to see him get. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, I do. You want to see it too? What if it was you trading places? You wouldn't like that. I'm just saying. I don't want to see the video for my uh, for, for for my uh, fun. I just I know if I know Usher, and I know I know Usher's body language. I don't need to see him. I don't need to see him catching no hands. Come on, man. Because that nigga got caught up. <laughs> what was the people when they were, never mind never mind there's, there's so many jokes there. oh did they spell it uh, when they were beating his ass nah they said a little beep oh no, nah, that's R. Kelly they call never you U-S-H-E-R what <laughs> <laughs> bro alright I'm gonna read the story All right, let me let me find it in my notes real quick it ain't no story it's, he got his ass yeah bro. it is he no no it's, cause I don't think Chris Brown touched him I just think he said first of all he did get jumped that was the, let me I gotta read the story for you hold on, hold on my girlfriend said no this can't be true my girlfriend <laughs> said my woman said yep I believe it <laughs> <laughs> that so Tim TMZ obtained footage of Chris Brown arguing with Usher amid reports of the Vegas fight. Um, let me see. Dang, this ain't it. I thought this was. Oh yeah, it's in his comments. It says, uh, da, 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 da. "Usher and company <laughs> sang to Chris Brown earlier in the evening when everything was fine. Until unfortunately, they got ugly. <laughs> the wee hours of the morning of the morning." When eyewitnesses tell us that Chris was attempting to talk to Tiana Taylor, who was also in attendance and sitting on the bench outside of the rink, we were told that for whatever reason, Tiana was ignoring him. That lets me know that he was already drunk or whatever. Sources tell TMZ that the pissed off Chris Brown, he started to yell at her and then call her all types of names and B words and whatnot. Then Usher pulled him to the side. He said, "Come on, man. <laughs> There's a joke there. I'm gonna let it go. Uh, you know, you gotta let it go. Um, so he pulls Chris Brown to the side to talk to him, and then that's when uh, a calamity happened. They got into a little argument, a scuffle. Then outside of the skating ring, Chris Brown, his bodyguards, and others commenced the jumping and beating the stank out of Usher. Who the fuck is you got beef with Usher, bro? I guess I guess Usher couldn't run it. <laughs> See you run it, run it, run it. What he say? Is your man on the floor? Wait a hold on, hold on, hold on, hold the fuck on. Usher played Sugar Ray Leonard in the movie, bro. He should know that, how to box. That's a movie, my nigga. <laughs> that's a movie. <laughs> Will Smith and Kevin Hart should tell you already that niggas on the scene ain't actually how they really are. You know, that's an actor. You a movie. You took boxing classes. What? What you gonna do when you getting jumped? <laughs> what jumped movie role was that? Where was that? <laughs> that wasn't roll bounce. <laughs> it looked like it was ATL. It stomped. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was a cascade right there. <laughs> a cascade of ass whoopers. 
Yeah, man, it sucks. I, I hate this for him because Usher is 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 the is the OG, right? At this point in time, he should be the OG. How you ain't got respect for your OGs? Because Chris Brown don't respect no, he don't give fuck that shit. What could have been said to Chris Brown to piss him off on his birthday? No. What could he have been trying to talk to uh, Tiana about, and she wasn't hearing it? I guess that nigga got caught up. He know Amari Shumper ain't, ain't he ain't playing that. I guess Amari Shumper didn't have to call. It's okay, girl. It's okay, girl. <laughs> he gonna be alright tonight. Nah, he ain't alright tonight. They said Usher had a bloody nose, bro. Mm, I guess like, you... Mm, nah, yeah, gonna find one. Find one. Yeah, find one. I know you got one in there. Fit. <laughs> what is that? That don't fit. Mm, it's them Browns again. <laughs> Meet the Browns. Is at it again. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, 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 I was like, I gotta see the video for me to believe that. I don't need to see the video, bro. We already know Chris Brown was under the influence. <laughs> but what if he wasn't? Well, he's no longer my super. What if we shot him a fair one? He didn't if they jumped him. What are you talking about? There ain't nothing fair in that. Why do you need to have help fighting Usher? He played Sugar Ray Leonard. You never seen that movie Hands of Stone? Nah, have you? Yeah. Exactly. You ain't seen that shit. Stop lying. Bits and pieces. You ain't seen that fucking movie. It was on Tubi. There's a lot of bullshit on Tubi I ain't seen. Hands of Stone, mm. that's the name of it. It ain't even yeah, about yeah, that was. Uh, it's about the Latino boxer. I can't think of his name right now. Exactly. He played second fiddle to this shit. Clearly, he ain't had no Hands of Stone if he I mean, walked out the fight with a bloody nose. I mean, Usher ain't never been like a leading man type of actor, to be honest with you. I think he had one movie where he was the lead, and it was called In the Mix, where he played like a body. Why do you know this? <laughs> Why do you know this? Why do you know this? I like movies. In the mix, I gotta Google this. What, yeah. what is this movie about? I think he's like a bodyguard or a DJ or something like that. Is he trying to protect some girl? He's a bodyguard like, or a DJ. One of them. It's not. What is this cover? <laughs> it looked like Usher after the Chris Brown fight. He getting pulled from all directions. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. This looks like a two. It came out in 2015. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mobster Frank, I'm already done. <laughs> Mobster Frank hires a DJ usher to the to man the turntables at his party for a gorgeous daughter Dolly. Uh, at the event, some crooks pull up, pull guns out on the gangster, and Daryl steps in to save his life. Okay, uh, yeah, I guess he was the DJ turned bodyguard. See. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? You you gonna watch it? What? What? Watch what? You gonna, the in the mix? You just gotta watch the trailer. Uh-uh. They get you everything you need to know. That trailer? Nah, I'm good. It looked like a prime 2000s movie. Oh yeah. And it's like nah. They should have put him in like Think Like a Man or something. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. I couldn't. I couldn't. Neither use. does he. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he got a lawsuit though. Chris Brown still performing at the Lovers and Friends Festival. I mean, ain't nothing gonna stop the show, but that revenge is gonna be swift and justified. I think, I think, I think at this point everything's all right. 
I gotta at see, this point, I gotta, I gotta see the niggas fight, bro. I gotta so you feel like fight. Usher was like, nah, it's cool, bro. He was tripping. I understand. I, nah, I Usher gonna get his league back. I don't, I don't care what you say. I don't think, I don't think it happened though. You don't think it happened? Nah. Why would all these blogs be lying about it? I mean, they're blogs, bro. Usually they lie because people pay them to lie. Yeah, I don't think they paid them for that though. You well, then why would they make up a lie? Isn't this lie lie liable? A lawsuit <laughs> for liabilities? Whatever it's called. No, whatever. That's Tasha K. Cardi still getting money off her. Hey, hey, that's that switched up the YouTube game real quick. All them tea channels sold up. They like, hey, I ain't cook. Hey, we we talking coffee. They ain't talking about no tea. Right. Then they started makeup <laughs> tutorials and shit. Hey, got to do what you got to do. All right, man. So let's 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 talk. Well, let me, before we get into the real deep stuff, tell me how was your week? I was good, man. It was really good. I had a pretty good week. You know, work was was mm-hmm. steady. Uh, me and my lady went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Okay, very good. Yeah, had a, had a I, I hear mixed opinions about it. They're telling me Adam Warlock was a waste of time. He was. I don't even understand why he was in the movie. Why? He was annoying. I said it. they said he was stupid. He was a comedic relief of the movie. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like really? it. Warlock because he what? was prematurely hatched, so he's oh. got the mind of a child. Oh, That's what all right. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, he was annoying to say the least. They say that this is the best Marvel movie in a long time. It is. Got really. It right. They got it it looks it looks bad. Like the previews just don't look interesting at all. That's good because mm-hmm. it the 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 two things that was bad. Adam Warlock and the villain was your typical Marvel. Oh, I'm gonna take over the world and now I'm gonna yell. But the story, yeah, it got me, man. They had me, they had me, they had me, had me in my um, in my seat. Saying they, how they say. Oh, go keep going. Oh, that, yeah, it had me just like, how they gonna get out of this one? What's gonna happen here? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I said they might not make it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was a lot of stuff yeah. that was going on, and I was just like, I'm with it. The early reviews or the early previews were saying that this might be the farewell tour for these characters. Like some people might even die in this movie. Mm. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see it. Is it worth paying money to go to the movie theaters to see it? For me, yes. Because I like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um, and when I got them, nah. my um, my lady was just like, she was like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And yeah, with the I, yeah. I wasn't disappointed. Hmm. Guardians 1, great movie, classic. Guardians 2. It was mute. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the story mm-hmm. too much. But this one makes sense. They... um kind of flesh out everybody's role as like why they're the way they are in the in the uh in the on the team and mm-hmm. they expand the team. The team is actually expanded. You find out there's more it's more guardians now in the beginning of the movie. It's really cool. Oh, okay. So story was fire though. I, I any I had a good I had a great time. Any good previews? Mm not really. I'm trying to go see. I'm gonna try to see if uh, I can f- watch this Sisu movie with my girl. Yeah, man, that looks good. It's John Wick. Yeah. World War Two, John Wick. Yeah, 
and nigga getting on that plane with that hatchet. Yeah. So or pickaxe. That's what, what else? Pickaxe. Was it anything else? Not really. It wasn't nothing that we seen, and we was just like, oh, I gotta go see that. So. But it was good. After, after credits. Mid credit and after credit scene. Um the after credit scene is kind of weird. Didn't really understand what they were saying. So there's that. But movie's good for me, man. I, I had a good time. Typically mm-hmm. when I go to the movies, that's what I want. I want a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh I too, I don't. I've, I'm way past the times. It's like that's not in the comic books because I understand how they got to make these things. So um, I don't know, bro. They they are deviating hard. Like Adam Warlock doesn't have a point if he's not fighting Thanos, right? And so that's why it's like, what's the point of him even being there? Mm-hmm. But I got you. Yeah, he was. Uh, midway through the movie, I, I leaned over to my girl. And I was just like. I said, this nigga's annoying as fuck. <laughs> she was mm-hmm. like, yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. So, the big bad, which is the high revolutionary, I I was like, I get it, but I guess I don't get it. So, hmm. I was trying to understand his motivations, which they tried to make them similar to Thanos, but it just kind of fell flat. Does this movie link up with any of the other Marvel movies? Nope. Okay. I think that's why it's, <laughs> why it's good. At this point, it's like, what is Marvel's goal? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, market share. I got you. <laughs> but this one, I like it because it don't connect to none of the other ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not setting it. They're not doing a big time setup for the next one to come. They just wanted to tell, like, a, a personal, like, a Guardians of the Galaxy story. And I was like, okay, I'm with that. Because the post-it credit scenes don't have nothing to do with anything outside of Guardians and I was like okay I'll fuck with it okay so but I had a good time man I had a good time it was I'm gonna forego my week so we can talk to uh we need all the time that we need to cover some of these heavy topics and I don't know about you but uh there was a conversation that was Taking over the black airways and black Twitter, anything that had to do with any kind of love and relationship, this conversation was the one people wanted to talk about. All right. Would you date a bus driver? How you feel about Man, it? Yeah. On Twitter, I was just like, half of y'all didn't even know who Ebony K. Williams was before this clip. I, me included, I didn't know who she was. I just knew she you, had a problem. You didn't, you watched, you watched, she was on Joe Budden's uh, show on Revolt. The after everyday struggle show that he did, can't remember the name of it. Oh, State of the Culture. Yeah, he, she was on there for a little bit. Man, I watched two episodes of State of the Culture. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. I mean, Remy Ma held it down, but I do have a clip. But clips is kind of iffy right now, so I'm just gonna send it to you. And if you want to play it, you can drop it in later. But um, you want to? Oh man, the video's private now. Mm. Do you want to tell the people what happened? Ebony K. Williams has a podcast, and she was with Ayanla, who does the Fix My Life reality show. Mm-hmm. And they got into a conversation about black people dating. And and it was, uh, you know, she was, uh, and Ayanla was just talking to her about, like, yeah, like, hey, this is this, this, and this. And she was like, why is it so hard? And then she was like, Ayanna was like, would you date a bus driver? <laughs> 
she said, if he owned the buses, yes. And uh, chaos ensued after that. Every, the internet went crazy because Ebony K. Williams doesn't want to date a bus driver. Now, Yana came back and was just like, well, what, what, why, won't, why wouldn't you want to date a man who's hardworking, who's, uh, who has integrity, who loves his job? What's wrong with that? She was just like, I don't want to date a dude who has an average menial job like that. I want to date somebody who owns, who's who has ownership, who owns things. And I think, I think what she said is fine. She can say what she wants. She has her own preference, and I don't think anybody should have an issue with that. But I think where the the, the issue, at least from my perspective, the issue is that we value the wrong things when it comes to relationships. It's always about what you bring to the table, what you bring to the table. But what if you can build a table? You know what I mean? Like, I don't need somebody else's table if I have other skills that are very valuable. I get it. She wants a man who she has less shit to worry about. I think that's everybody. Everybody wants somebody that they don't have to worry about shit. More money means there's less stress. But as the great Biggie says, more money, more problems. So when you have a, a guy who is running a, a bus business, hopefully he has plenty of employees. Maybe he's not the bus driver and he owns the bus, but who knows? When you, I forgot how the quote goes, but when a man has time, he's not really present. But when a man is present, he doesn't really have the money. So it's 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 a real battle between money and, and comfortability and then also time and effort. Mm-hmm. What she's saying is she want a man who has the t- the effort who who's going to be able to provide the type of lifestyle that she wants. And that's her business, that's her prerogative. She can do whatever she wants to do. She can require a man to have this. That's her standards. I'm glad that somebody has standards. But it does look a little foolish when you say, well, I ain't dating nobody unless they own this shit. Okay. What happens if I flip this and say, well, I'm not dating a woman unless she owns this shit. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it gets to the point where what do you really perceive as value? And that's where I really want us to discuss. It's like, okay, we ain't bus drivers and we ain't bus owners, but both <laughs> of us are in relationships. Yeah. So what do you think you bring to this quote unquote table that makes you so valuable? Why niggas like you? I su- I'm a, I'm very supportive when it comes to my woman. Like I support whatever she did. I told her the other day. I was just like, can't okay, support man. me if you broke nigga. I, how we going, how, how we going to go on these dates? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you know what I, what I can do and what I can't do. Oh really? Yeah, we, we both bring something to the table that we, um, we both mm. value. I and got you. And I'm super supportive of everything that she does. And I try to I try to cheerlead every time she wants to do something. I just say, right. hey, go for it. You can do it. And vice versa. She's the same way. We both realize that we both have goals in life and we want to make it to a certain point. And we both try to push each other to make each other better. So I, I can I completely and we you know, everything else we figure out, but that's my support system. I support her and she supports me. So I can ask for anything more than that. Yeah, most definitely. I think that's where relationships really come into play. It's like nobody wants to do this shit by themselves. Even Ebony, with her her standards that she has, she's looking for somebody. She wants to be with somebody. She doesn't want to be by herself. 
nobody wants to live this whole existence alone, but it's okay to have standards, but you got to be a little realistic with it. This is the same shit. Go ahead. I had a question. Did you ever mm-hmm. watch the follow-up on Breakfast Club? Nah, a lot of people say that I need to because I, I've had a lot of conversations with other people. Like I have a lot of high-earning female friends. And guess what? The majority of them are single. And guess what? The majority of them are bitter. And guess what? The majority of them don't want to compromise. And that's fine. You don't have to compromise. You don't get to complain about the men not being able to meet up to your standards when obviously the pool that you're in is very shallow. Mm-hmm. And since you want this type of person, they're also going to have those same preferences that you're saying. Like Ebony Samuels or Kevin Samuels, you know, these are the same conversation that Kevin Samuels was having, but nobody was feeling it. But now Ebony's saying the same thing and everybody's on the same page with her. It's it's kind of funny how this is happening. Like we 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 shitted on Kevin Samuels for doing this, but now we're applauding her for having standards. That's fine. Do what you want to do, but just know that your your pool is gonna be very limited of dating. So you were saying that on Breakfast Club, she she clarified herself a little bit. Well, no, her and Envy had a back and forth about um, it came off like she was like nobody was questioning her having standards. A lot of people just questioning her shitting on people who have regular everyday jobs, like every, regular working people, like the working classes who uh, Envy said, you know, those those are the people who buy your books. Those are the people who support your podcast. He was like, I don't get a paycheck without the working class. And he was like, hey, Amen. So for you to have standards, but for you to shit on people who have working class jobs, that just don't fly with me. And then right. a lot of it was a uh, horrible decisions was actually on this show too. And they were kind of just saying, well, you're kind of backpedaling on some of the stuff that you were, you said on the podcast with Ayala, and you're trying mm-hmm. to. And she was like, No, I'm gonna stand. I'm standing on what I'm saying. And it was like, Well, what's going on, guys? This is producer Cole here, and I am stopping the show real quick to let you know that. The way I just explained that sound really dumb. I wasn't going to put the clip in, but I think it's needed for us to get a little bit more context on what we're talking about. So right here is where I'm going to stop the show, give you guys the clip, and then we'll get back into the show. All right. I just want to make sure that it sounds good and we're making sense because me explaining it just sounds dumb. So here's the clip and uh, then we'll be back into the show what you said and everything that you said could absolutely positively be true people were upset that they felt like that you were putting down the average person quote-unquote average job and the person that was working the average job that that their their what they do is not as good as what you do that, that's, that's a projection that, that's, no, that, Andy, no, that's a projection that's because what, what, let, you let, know what, I, I let you speak ahead, let me talk ahead, yeah. so so when you start talking about all this and, and i read the comments just like you did because i wanted to prepare myself when you came up here to, to understand what people yeah. were mad about yeah and what, understand what people were upset about so when you're talking about all this this brother this and, and the black man this and the white supremacy this and this that and mm-hmm. the other that's all to the side of how you felt about that quote-unquote average job right Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, right? And one of the comments that I said, and, and, and maybe I'm not sure, right? The guy was like, he was like, you talk about all this about lifting a brother up and lifting, lifting this up and white supremacy and, and what you do for our people. And then the first thing the brother said was, but your fiance was white. And I'm sitting there like, how do you talk about how much you uplifting and how much you're going for black people? But that's not necessarily what you're even looking for. People not knowing. I agree with you. 
which is why I am so incensed and I'm so committed to having this conversation. Right now, if y'all, you, you uh, single family homeowners, if you need a tree cut from your yard, that truck that's going to cut it down is not cranking for less than $5,000. That's right. So we have to talk about those things. And so y- y'all can get stuck in mediocre and average and the terminology and your hurt feelings if you want to. I suggest you get out of those feelings and you start thinking about HVAC. You start thinking about heating and air. You start thinking about, oh, what would it look like to be an electrician and own my own bed? And again, in ownership, not working for a salary job for somebody else unless that is your maximum skill set. So if you're somebody that says, hey, I, I, I don't want to take on the work or I cannot take on the work of balancing the books and running the taxes and doing, all, got it, no problem. Then go do that. So but, those aren't average jobs. It's around your skill set. It's not about the job being average. It's okay. your skill set. If you know that, if C and D, back to the academics, mm-hmm. if that is your best, God bless you. I just know for a lot of us, that is the bigotry of low expectations. Mm-hmm. That is an academic social science study done by a man named Michael Gerber. Okay. And, and it's important that we have expectations for our black children that that start at the top to Mandy's point earlier that says, I see the best in you. I expect the best in you. If you fall short of that, let's look at why that is. And then we go about the business of black collaboration. You told one big lie today. What was that? You are an entertainer because to be honest with you, nothing you said in this moment was wrong, but the clip that you put out, it was salacious on purpose. There's no way, Ebony, because what I believe you. I know you want better for us. I know that you're speaking from a place of honesty yeah. and love. But that clip was entertainment. And I, I think I don't one think can't exist without the other. Listen, I, I'm not saying I'm not entertaining. Yeah. You know, I can see because, of course, that, that's a part of my personality. It's a mm-hmm. part of the nature of the work. What, that's my whole career path. When mm-hmm. you see what you're describing is I'm taking deep intellectual capacity and I'm marrying it with personality and aesthetic packaging that is palatable for global consumption. So basically, you kind of got to make them feel bad. No, I don't have to make anybody feel bad. And, you know, y'all can stay on that. Y'all can take that to the grave. For them to read it. For them no, to No, my intention was never for anybody to feel bad. But to Envy's point, intention means nothing. If I step on your toe and I didn't mean to, you're still t- your toe still hurts. Mm-hmm. So I'm not debating mm-hmm. intention. intention. Yeah. I'm saying it might have been painful. One of the women from uh, Horrible Decisions said something that kind of made a lot of sense, in which I was, I was saying the same thing. It's like, damn, like, you know... It's kind of funny that that particular clip came out while you're selling a book. And then it's just like, well, you know, it kind of looks a little, you know, clickbaitish or uh, getting people's attention so you can kind of put this book out in front of them also. Like, it might be just some good marketing for you. Wait, like, Ebony selling a book or Aliana? Eb- Eb- Ebony selling a book. Why would you buy a book? What kind of book is it? Is it advice I don't, I don't, or business? I didn't, I didn't wish to research. That's all right. It's cool. That's cool. They were saying like, hmm, like out of all the clips you could have put out, you picked this particular one, which kind of went viral everywhere. And it seemed they said it seemed very um, strategic in what she was doing. And, you know, it's like mm-hmm. if you got standards. We get it, girl. But it's just like. It really feels like you were trying to have a moment so you can kind of get out and, and and kind of push your book. And ever since, and they have a point because ever since this whole clip went viral, she's been making her rounds on podcasts and shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So well, I mean, like- that's that's normal. When you go viral, people end up wanting to talk to you about it. And this is something that's striking at a, a nerve around the Internet. So people really want to have this discussion. I don't think it's clickbaity just yet. I, it, she's She's making the most out of it. She wouldn't have known that this clip would have made her go viral. And and frankly, I don't think it makes her look good. Like, I wouldn't buy her book based on this clip. 
because she seems a little short-sighted. But I can't condemn her either because this is her preference. Mm-hmm. Like I get what she's saying. She's saying, I don't want some regular everyday Joe Smo because I have strived my whole life and I've gotten to a point where I can't date somebody. I don't want to date down. And I think the the men that I see complaining about it, most guys are like, all right, whatever. <laughs> the women I see complaining about it is like, yeah, sister girl, go ahead. Yeah. And then when you when when women ask men about it, men are like, I mean, she can do whatever she wants, but uh it don't it don't apply to me because I've had better than and I've had less than. You know what I mean? I've dated up and I've dated down. Mm. I've never had to own a boat or own a bus to do any of it. You know, right. my personality gets me in the door. But yeah. then I have values that back up what I do. Like your personality is key, you know. With a man, the first thing you gotta have is confidence. Once you got confidence, you can sell the room. You know, you can do whatever you want. You you know how it is. Niggas sell dreams every day, and and they get panties as reward. But sometimes you gotta actually have some concrete shit to fall back on. And what she's saying is is legit. She's like, I I want somebody who's ambitious and striving and working his hard. That's a great basis. So Envy had another point that I thought was kind of cool. Well, I, I understood where he was coming from, too. When he was saying, yo, you trying to push all of this stuff about black people need to not accept average. Black people shouldn't ask. You're black people. Black people, um, black men, black, black men, y'all stop accepting average jobs and do better. And he was just like, well, he said it's mighty funny that you're pushing all this and trying pushing on this black. But wasn't your last fiance a white man? Like... Why are you trying to tell us we need to do better, but you're not willing to even date within your race? I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. I, I get where you, I see where you're going, and I understand that, but that's not really fair. What what she what what I see is going on is black women outnumber black men in college, right? Mm-hmm. So when she gets to the finish line, when she's looking in these rooms that she's in because she's a lawyer, she's not going to see a lot of guys of our race in that room. I mean, there's a lot of black lawyers, but they probably married. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially at her age. Was she like 40 something, 45? I have no idea. I, Let Don Lemon tell it. She passed the prime. I, so I'm just saying. He ain't got no job though. So he can't talk. He ain't even. Oh, she wouldn't date him. Don Lemon. You going to tell me <laughs> she wouldn't date Don Lemon. I think she, well, she wouldn't cause he gay. Yeah. But, he, um, he, he liked the other kind of pussy. Hey, that pussy. <laughs> uh, so, so what I what what I'm getting from the high earning ladies is that when men criticize what she's saying, men are telling her to settle. Do you feel like men are telling her to settle for the bus driver and not to go for the bus owner? Uh, are they telling her to settle? I don't I don't know, man. Like, I think first of all, too many people have too many opinions about this shit. Okay, we ain't nothing we can do about that part. (laughs) We ain't nothing we can do about it. We can't stop the opinions from coming. Yeah, I know, man. I know. It's just, I I don't think they're asking her to settle. It depends on the type of dude it is. Like, some men are probably out there just like, she need to stay in her place. But there's some men out here just like, well, I make make just as much money as she does. Like, what does she have that I ain't got? You know what I'm saying? So, it it depends on the guy that it's coming from. I told you this year, I'm going to try to talk inside my tax bracket. You know what I'm saying? So I feel I I don't it it really does depend on the type of man that that this is coming from. Cause there's incels out there, but there's also Yeah, but they the incels ain't trying to date. 
they out of the picture. Incels, right. they might have an opinion, but they're not in the same conversation. Right. But uh, that's what I'm saying, man. Everybody has their opinion about this. So, uh, again, when people are saying hey, they're just asking her to settle, I'm like, well, what kind of guy is this coming from? Hardworking guy who makes a, a decent living? Rich guy who um, makes as much or more than she does? Is it coming from a guy who sits in and plays uh, PlayStation all day? Like, there's different levels to this. But so it's just like, I think sometimes it really depends on the person that it's coming from. As a man, you can be all of those things and still, you know, not be enough for a woman. You know what I'm saying? You can be a hard worker. You can sit at the house and play PlayStation and you can make more money than she does. And And just because from her perspective, you're not ambitious enough, you guys are eliminated from her dating pool. Which is fine. That's her preference. I think what she needs to look at is like because her standards are so high that she's going to have a very limited amount of people that she can talk to. And that is probably why she's still single, because she's not being able to find that right fit, which I'm not saying she should settle and deal with the dude who's driving the bus. I'm just saying you got to be a little bit more open with some of the things that it's a compromise. You got to have a give and a take. So if you don't want to do who's willing to drive the bus, what are you willing to deal with? Is it just that he has to have more money than you? Okay. Well, then what is his his attitude towards his family and you? Like, maybe he's abusive. And that's what Ayala said. Yeah. She was like, does he love his mother? Does he... Is he does he is he enjoy his work and does he love you? A man's value isn't just what he brings to the table. And I think that's what I think that's where the flaw is in the dating world today. It's like we're only looking at it like, okay, it's tit for tat. What can I get out of this situation? Let me get the best deal out of this person. And it's not about like just loving that person. Mm. You know, flaws and all. You should just appreciate what that person's willing to deal with you with. So okay. Say say if she gets the the bus owner, and something happens to the the bus routes, like niggas start flying, they get jetpacks or something, and then buses are just obsolete. And he loses his job. Hey, would yeah. she end? Would she end the relationship after that? That's a good question. You know what I'm saying? Like if if you only put your 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 value, and again, I hadn't watched this whole thing. I'm sure she backed up her um, her arguments way better. I don't know. I'm just going off of the clips and the conversations that I've had. Yeah. If she's putting all her value in this man's prospects, what happens if something was to change? Do you still love that nigga? And yeah, since I quote for a lot, man, was that loyalty? Yeah, yeah. yeah if I get wrong. down bad, you got to be loyal enough to hang with me. Pachangas, you know what I'm saying? Fab said, <laughs> "It's a fabulous line." Uh, oh. Um. Okay. Fab says, you know, I quote rappers often. Fabulous has a line like that I really like. He says, if everybody's a boss, then who's really working? Mm. Like somebody has to be the doorman. Somebody has to be the bus driver. Like like you were saying, Envy saying that you she makes her money off of the, the normal ass everyday people, the Joe Smoes. But not everybody's going to be doctors. Like what if the world was nothing but doctors? How would we get a house built? Right. You know what I mean? Who gonna swing that hammer? Who gonna dig that ditch? Mm. We 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 need everybody to have a working society, and you gotta have a balance. I don't, I don't even know if you gotta have a balance, but I feel like in a relationship you would need some type of balance between the two parties. So yeah. maybe she brings in more money, but he's better at taking care of the household. You know what I mean? I, I just think it's a little foolish to just rule out a person just based on their income. 
Yeah, I think that that type of stuff, man, is like you get what you you ask for sometimes when it comes to that. Because you can have somebody who had who owns the buses, but you might be one of many in his mm-hmm. roster. Like you might not even be the main; you might be one of the side sides. <laughs> well, I mean, I ain't gonna go through her dating history, but I, I don't think it's the best. But at the same time, like I said, I've dated up and I've dated down, and everybody had qualities that I like. Especially in that moment. But I'm not going to sit here and say, like, this is everything I want in a person just based off of one factor. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, man. Like, if that's what she wants, I'm just like, if that's what she wants, hey, I'm never going to meet her. Or if I do meet her, I'm just going to shake a hand and be like, hey, uh, nice to meet you. (laughs) It's nothing there for me. You know what I'm saying? From her. I hope like, she meets the man of her dreams and they she they have a great date and they hitting it off great and she's just like, Oh my god, you're amazing. I would love to spend my forever with you and he says, You know what? I would too. But I gotta go drive this bus tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he drive a truck, eighteen wheeler. Hey, hey, they get paid. Welders get paid. Like I don't. I, people a little short sighted with what they thinking, man. Like a lot of these blue collar jobs can never be outsourced, and they getting paid. I need my CDL then. Yeah, I told you when we came back, dog. You gotta get that CDL. Get that CDL. I look, man. I just feel like she said what she said. Mm-hmm. Leave her to her own devices, bro. Like. Everybody has a fucking opinion about it. And be honest with you, if that's what she want, that's what she want. If you want mm. something different, that's what you... A lot of people, too, that shit like that guide them down a fucking dumbass path of just like, she, if MDK Williams do it, I can do it, too. Like, hey, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of hit dogs hollering. It's a lot of hit dogs hollering. Now, and I mean that on the male side. Like, a lot of guys is mad. Like, hey, what's wrong with people doing this medial labor type jobs? Hey man, but I, if that's, I would envy though, man. Don't shit on people who who are working class. Like, did she do. shit on them though, or did well, she just express a, her a lot more in the clip that she breaks down about people having those types of jobs and why she wouldn't date it? Mm-hmm. I didn't get that far into the clip. I much rather I much rather listen to the to the um, to the full podcast or the full interview before mm-hmm. I kind of you know what I'm saying, but. I'm just again. I'm going off clips. I got I don't you. Really, I just she's I not take it enough. as she's not important <laughs> enough to me to go to her podcast to hear what she said about shitting on jobs. I'm just going off of what Envy said was like, "Yo, you shitting on people who have average jobs," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's kind of fucked up if you're shitting on people because he's right. Those types of people pay to get your book, pay to." see your show or whatever they support you in different ways and for you to just kind of because i think she really went in on people driving buses hey i, I don't know i didn't, I didn't why did the it. bus drivers get all these smoke i i hey them dudes are servants of the people right. i think bus drivers are commendable and they got a good right hook so i i, I know to sit my ass down and just ride <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> I don't know. I think it's funny. It's cool to have your preferences, but don't let your preference guide all of your opinions and your thoughts on relationships because you're gonna you're gonna cut out some pretty cool and decent people out here. 
I wonder if people, how people would have reacted if, I'm not even going to say Kevin Sanders, but like, what's the dude named Darren? Darren Derek Jackson. Derek Jackson. Well, I wonder what how people would have said, what, how to, how they would have went if Derek Jackson would have said the same thing about a he, woman. Since he he probably has said sport. something like that. Yeah, he was like, oh, I'm not dating a woman that's driving a bus, but I'll date a woman who owns the bus. If a man said this, I really would like to see what the, how the flip-flop goes. Mm. I think most men would say this. I think a man could definitely say this, and I think men say this often. It's just nobody gives a fuck what men say. Because <laughs> <laughs> niggas be like, oh, I, you know, it, it's society will look at a man who's a lawyer dating a uh, stewardess on a plane or dating a, a waitress and saying, oh man, they fell in love. That's amazing. That's wonderful. But then if the reverse happens, if a female pilot, dates a uh a waitress they're gonna be like oh he's just trying to use her he's just trying to come up so it's 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 the same way they flip it and they make it fit their argument i just look at it like it's a little short-sighted that's all yeah yeah i agree man we gotta (sighs) hopefully we can figure this shit out because it's People see clips like this and go bananas. And I mean, her ass is still single, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but she got money, though. So that's all that counts. But that's not everything. That in her, in her life. But she's still looking for somebody to be with. So it's like, hey, I got you, baby. Do what you want to do. But someday you're going to have to figure out. You're going to have to make some changes. She's she going to be out here looking like Stella, trying to get a groove back. Just be happy with the money that you make. Yeah. That's hey, they almost got us out of here. Once they started going to colleges and getting them roses, they don't really need a man. <laughs> once they figure out how to sandblast a, 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 a garage or, you know, once they can, if they can put a Kia, a Kia furniture together without the Allen wrench, it's over for us. Well, I actually see. Did you know that you use the Allen wrench just like this? Like you're just supposed to use your thumb? It was a no. video on TikTok about that shit. You just like, use your thumb to to turn it. Yeah. What 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 kind of video are you watching, man? I have to find. Don't send me no link. I don't want no fucking link to show me how to use an Allen wrench, nigga. I'm a man. Nah, it just popped up. <laughs> I got a power <laughs> drill for this shit. Uh, nigga. No, I did pop up. Uh, Whitney from uh, uh, Sex with Friends. Sex with Friends. I was like, I said, what? What the fuck? Oh, she was googling how to use an Allen wrench. I said, like, what the fuck going on? I said, that's how you use an Allen wrench. I'll send it to you later. Oh, uh, man. No, I don't want it. Don't send it to me. I was like, this is hilarious. I said, that's how you... The dude was like, this is how you use the Allen wrench. And he just moved his thumb. And I was like, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Damn that TikTok. They're trying to teach Americans how to not put furniture together again. There's Congress <laughs> there you when you need them. Mm. <laughs> they oh, teach man. how to use tools wrong, that damn TikTok. Congress uh, don't teach us how to do nothing. Nate, well. <laughs> oh man. So speaking of I got one more one more short story before we get into the run now. Speaking of winning again, I thought I was gonna lead this episode as you know with the conversation of Ed Sheeran uh retiring from music because the Marvin Gaye family was gonna sue his ass and get him the Marvin fuck Gaye out of family. here. Oh well, who was it? It was uh one of the people who helped um Produce the song. It wasn't the Marvin Gaye family. Oh, they established that after. So all the headlines like Gay uh, Marvin Gaye's uh, 
Yeah, you gotta say Marvin on this situation. Yeah, because yeah, get the fuck out of here. Marvin mm. gave the state. <laughs> Marvin gave the state suing and sharing and it wasn't after after the shit came out. It's I'm sorry, it's just funny to me. <laughs> the all the gays, boy, woo. gay estate, do it again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look out for the gays. The gays have won another trial. Uh, the gays are coming for music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Marvin Gaze's, it wasn't Marvin Gaye's estate. It was one of the people who helped produce the song that was suing Ed Sheeran. So it wasn't the Marvin Gaye estate. It was mm-hmm. one of the producers of the song. So that was the everybody who put this out here was wrong. But. One thing that I enjoyed about this was people putting that song next to Let's Get It On, and I was like, wait a minute. That does sound eerily similar to me. It sounded a lot like it. I was like, hey, let's get it on. I said, that sound real. I said, if it, he won the case, but that sound real close. Yeah. I was like, I, ain't, I was surprised he won, but it makes sense if it wasn't actual gay family. So that's that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Marvin's family, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know I like to be risky but with it. Isn't that a little extreme? Be like, I'm retiring from you, and then you and that nigga wasn't gonna be able to. He, he wasn't gonna be able to retire. After, you, we know. after he won, he dropped an album. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> Either way, it was going to go. After that case, an album was coming out because he was gonna have to pay somebody. They couldn't afford this. Uh, I'm gonna lose the case and retire, please. Uh, nah, man, I ain't gonna hold you though. That song sound real close. Sound I mean, real close. Wasn't that Vanilla Ice and something else? Somebody, it, it, this it has happened Vanilla before. Vanilla Ice and uh, David Bowie. Yeah. And Vanilla Ice was like, ding, 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 ding. He was like, ding, 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 ding. He was like, mm-hmm. that one little ding. Yeah. yeah. And I was they like, saved your ass. I was like, I was like, the gays weren't looking at the ding. Nah. The gays, that was <laughs> the first time the ever they song. didn't look at the ding. <laughs> They always be looking at the ding ding, <laughs> but they knew how to take it. So, you know, they they let it go easy. <laughs> I wonder how Usher doing. <laughs> just just randomly, <laughs> just wonder. Just gotta know. <laughs> All right, I got, I got. They were looking for the ding. <laughs> Sometimes we just break down, you know. You just gotta enjoy it. They know where my heart's at. All right, this, this, <laughs> this is a clip that has to be in the show. <laughs> I check. I sent you a text. This has to (laughs) grow up, nigga. (laughs) I I got my composure. I'm back. (laughs) I got my composure, bro. I'm back. They look for the ding. (laughs) Look for the ding. ding. (laughs) They always gonna find the ding. Oh, shit. Hey man, it's I finally hate, happening. I hate this fucking show. <laughs> I hate this shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, I'm back. Mm-hmm. 
All right. I text you. I this know, needs I to be in the, the episode. Finally. I have not seen the trailer. I wanted us to watch it. I'm going to watch it. All right. Me too. From the brothers who brought you Black Dynamite comes a brand new movie that's show out of sight. We've been gone for a while, but now we're back with a Western adventure. The Outlaw, Johnny Black, is a rootin', tootin', six-gun shootin', romance and praise dance, cliff jumping, horse punching, card dealing, land stealing, unruly and truly groovy kind of movie. Put me down! He made Billy a key, took the eye from one eye jack. He's a high plains drift. Ain't nobody swift than the outlaw, Johnny Black. As faith-based Western black exploitation, kung fu action, romantic comedy dramas go, it's right up there with the rest of them. I'm happy it's finally coming. That was a good trailer. He slapped shit out of that dude. That shit was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I seen the trailer when it dropped, and I was like, yes. When is it coming? It only said coming soon. It's been coming soon for years. Yeah. Yeah. For those who don't know, this... This has been in the works. He put this. He put a trailer out previously, years ago, about six this. years now. And oh, they say waiting since twenty two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Mm. But Outlaw Johnny Black is basically like the follow up for those who don't know the classic Black Dynamite. Dynamite. Oh my <laughs> god, man! Still funny. Still yeah. hilarious. I uh, somebody somebody had hit, when I posted it on my IG stories. Someone's like, I never seen that movie before. I never seen uh, Black Dynamite before, but I seen uh, the cartoon. I was like, what? Disgusting. Yeah, you got to watch. You got to watch it. Don't ever talk to me again. Black Dynamite (laughs) is a staple in uh, in movie uh, movies over here. I own it. I'm Billy. How many times I told you not to interrupt my kung fu? And he said, do that shit before I got in the room. (laughs) Do that shit before I came in the room. Classic, classic movie, man. Tricky Dick. If you yeah. hadn't seen, if you hadn't seen Black Dynamite, you should watch it. It was hilarious. Anaconda Malt's liquor give you that. <laughs> all right, but, that's all my little stuff. Hey, I'm watching this day one. Me too. I cannot wait. It's probably gonna come straight to streaming. They're probably not gonna let it go in the theater. Mm. So I'm gonna ask you now. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Let's do it. Better or worse than Black Dynamite? What you think? I think it's going to be worse because it's rated PG-13. That could change. I don't think it will. I think they're trying to get I think they're trying to get the mass audience. I I like Black Dynamite cuz it was raw and uncut and it was just needed. This seems like it's going to be a little bit more tame. So it might be a little bit more silly since it's not rated R. Mm. That's the only thing I'm worried about. But it got all the people I like. Got cornbread in it. Hopefully, cream corn. Man, if they got cream corn, that was my good. dude. It was gonna be good. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about the rating. Yeah, now I have to rethink my stance because I was like, this got to be better than the Black Dynamite. Then they had all this time. Mm-hmm. They had all this time to work on it. Comedy's yeah. changed, bro. It ain't the same. Black Dynamite didn't come out in theaters, did it? I didn't see it in theaters. 
I think that might have went straight to straight to video too. Nah, I, I wanted a sequel. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care what it was. Man, if they would have did a Black Diamond, well, they did Undercover Brother too. No, nah. damn. <laughs> did they nah. change who was in that movie? What? Somebody? Oh yeah, it was Michael J. White. He was in yeah. Undercover Brother too. That's what I said. That's uh, that yeah. was basically Black Dynamite too. Yeah, Eddie Griffin should have kept doing that movie. That was that was his series. He should have just. Well, Eddie Griffin don't anyway. like Hollywood no more. He said he was. Black. Well, I don't blame him. Yeah, he he uh, had a comedy skit that kind of leaked around talking about how he um he don't fuck with movies no more. Why he, he don't tried to movies. fuck him? Yeah, he said like he, literally. Yeah, he said he don't do that shit no more. He don't fuck with that yeah. shit no more. And I don't blame. But him. I don't know if this is one of your rundown stories, but since we're talking about Hollywood, what you think about Shaquille O'Neal? Oh, stories. You all right, I shut up. I shut up. God damn. <laughs> well, can we? You, do you want to get? You go ahead. Just do it then, ladies and gentlemen. It's time once again for the one and only. Started with rundown. 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 The rundown is where Shogun and myself take stories from the internet. And we uplift them instead of downgrading them to something better than what they are. Just because you have an average job doesn't mean you're average. <laughs> I'll go to my first story now. <laughs> so it is said that 50 Shaquille O'Neal and Kenya Bears are trying to buy BET. Now, the proceeds from their acquisition would help Paramount build its streaming service, Paramount Plus, and its free ad-supporting streaming service, Pluto TV. This came from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. That's what they reported. Now, it is unclear how close Paramount is to the terms of a sale, and they mm-hmm. have been there have been no disclosures on who among the suitors are close to buying BET. Now, when they say suitors... Also, it's Tyler Perry, Byron Allen, and Diddy. So all of these people are trying to buy BT. Now, B for those who don't know, history lesson. BT was created initially by black businessman Robert Johnson in 1980. He and his partner sold sold it to Viacom in 2001 for three billion dollars. Now, Shaq, 50 Cent, and Kenya Barris all have major uh, TV and film connections. As you know, Shaquille O'Neal acted in movies, produced movies over the years. He currently works on TNT Inside the NBA. 50 Cent has produced multiple successful shows, including The Power Universe, and he has BMF currently. And Kenya Barris is the creator of a show called Blackish. He wrote for sitcoms like The Game and Girlfriends. So this is according to TMZ. TMZ says the men have final uh, financial help from a CVC capital partner, a private group, a private in- in equity group. Now this deal is likely linked to uh, linked to the to the uh, group Black, a media company in Miami, ran by Black executives. Shogun, how do you feel about the race to buy BET? Who's gonna win this race? Uh, I like the lead up of Shaq, Fifty, and Kenya because that's like a lot. You got the sports angle, you got the streets drama, hip hop angle, and you got the woke drama, blackish sitcom site shows. Like that's a lot of good stuff happening in one thing. So is Brian Allen and Diddy? Are they working together? Uh, or are they just independently trying to buy the channel? It, they were independently trying to buy BET. Mm-hmm. So was Tyler Perry. I think out of all of those people, Tyler Perry would probably be the only one who really could do it. I don't know if Viacom would allow Diddy. Isn't he on Revolt 
or does he own Revolt? He owns Revolt. That's his. Uh... So would would BET become a Revolt station after that? Like, I wonder how all those deals and stuff that is for you know. I don't think Viacom would allow him to put Revolt well, on it from Viacom. Yeah, I just don't see Revolt being able to be let go. Like, it's too interwoven into all these different things. I mean, he would probably just transition everything over to BET. The reason but would they I'm let thinking, that revenue go? What? I don't think Revolt, I'm not Revolt, Viacom would let that revenue stream go. What you talking about? Talking about for... For revolt. They're focused. They're focused on Paramount Plus and Pluto. They're trying to. They're taking these this money to sell. They're trying to sell BET so they can make their streaming service up to par with other streaming services. So they're trying to get rid of it's a it's a it's an asset that they can sell that they feel because they own BET and then they have the streaming BET Plus, which is like the streaming part of BET. Mm-hmm. So they're what they're trying to do is they're trying to sell it so they can say well, we don't want that anymore. Like it's cool. We want to boost Paramount Plus and Pluto TV. Like that's what we want to send our major focus on. We yeah, but the TV. only thing Paramount has is Star Trek and fucking Yellowstone. But like, they got movies too. Yellowstone is ending, but I mean, come on, bro. What? They just don't. I just. I'm looking at it as like we just don't want BET no more. Y'all can have it. It's a. It's an asset to be sold so we can boost um, mm. our other streaming services. It just makes sense. It's business, man. They don't. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's just it's it's one of those assets that can be sold off. It's it's like the uh, it's like uh, having an old game, having a game that people want to play and you don't play it no more. And it's just like here, here, GameStop, <laughs> I'll trade it in for fifty cents. Why not? Yeah, I think the potential to turn this into something productive is is massive. Like BET could be a hub for some actual good information. Especially if it's owned by those guys. Yeah, I agree. I honestly feel like, if I'm being real, I think Byron Allen might be the best choice. Yeah, I I don't have... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't have an issue with Brian, yeah. I think Byron Allen would be more... I think he could could buy the network and then he can kind of give out the jobs to all of these different people. On all yeah. the different sides, because he probably just all he probably cares about is just owning it. Uh, like I don't like Tyler Perry on the BET because all of the shows are going to be terrible, <laughs> and they have bad wigs. I mean, people still go for it. People still watch Tyler Perry stuff. Well, all the stuff on BET anyway. Yeah, I, I know it already. Well, it seemed like it. It would it would be a a nice move. It's like he's integrated already. I think he would come with the deal anyway. Like regardless, like if they all put their money together, I think it could be something very positive. I like the I like the uh, connection you made with everything when you said like Shaq is like sports, and then you got the streets, and then you got Kenny mm-hmm. Barris was like the woke part of everything. Yeah, they will all have uh, different say souls that could all put together new shows, and we could probably have yeah. some 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 better content on BET. I just wanted to go ahead and get sold because this is like the news every other like every. Three weeks. It's like somebody else is trying to buy BET. BET. Only person I don't want involved is Diddy. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something about Diddy I don't like. Yeah. Like I don't hate Diddy or anything. I just wouldn't do business with Diddy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's it's an interesting. It's an interesting story, man. And then you know now the Breakfast Club come on BET. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying, still trying to understand that deal. What you mean? 
How did they make that happen? Because Brick they on revolt, huh? They on revolt, weren't they? Or did no, they leave that? They're not on. Yeah, they're not on revolt mm-hmm. no more. Um, that's so. I'm just trying to figure out like who got that deal to put together. That's very interesting because mm-hmm. Breakfast Club been out for a while. well. Yeah, they did have a deal with Revolt, so that probably kept them from going to BET. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, very, it's a very interesting dynamic that they're on BET now. Yeah, you're right. It is interesting. You know what else is interesting? Usher? <laughs> yeah, I wonder how he doing. But somebody else who's got to deal with some confessions is this 53-year-old woman from Terry, Mississippi. Have you heard about her? There's a, there's a place in Mississippi called Terry? Nigga, I don't know. I would never go there. <laughs> well, I know why you wouldn't go there. Because <laughs> Sandra Davis lives in Terry, Mississippi. And let me tell you about what the Hines County, these are some funny names. Hines County Sheriff Department has arrested a woman. Does the gay family live there? Mm, they might, but they're on the other side. Oh, the Hines? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, you know how the gays are. They always on the other, the rear end of the Hines, you know, back down the back. But you, you'll get to him. 53-year-old Sandra Davis is behind bars charged with a crime. Okay? I'm going to let you get all your, your giggles out real quick before I go. I'm going to just mute myself. Okay. Well, no, I, I need your reaction for this. Okay. I'm good. All, all right. right. My bad. Sandra Davis. Let, let me let, Answer me this. 53, that's a little old, right? That's old enough to know better. Young enough to still What's not give do? a fuck. Well, let me ask you about your grandma. Would your grandma? Did your grandma play? Play what? Play around. Piano? Nah, just play with playing around. Like if you had an issue, would your grandma be like, "Ha ha, he he," or she meant business? Oh yeah, no, nah, she meant business. Huh? She don't play mm-hmm. business. Have you ever met a fifty-plus-year-old woman that didn't mean business? Possibly so. Maybe one to Sykes, but Sandra Davis is charged. <laughs> she must be cool with the gay family. Mm-hmm. The gay estate. I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you who she ain't cool with. Oh, we going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the the Ray Wolf estate has some issues with Sandra Ray because. Wolf. Yeah, Ray Wolf. Let me tell you about it. Sandra Dra- Davis, 53 years old. She's behind bars, charged with the murder slash drive-by shooting slash also being arrested for occupying and shooting in a dwelling. <laughs> the victim, Ray Wolf, 50-year-old man, was shot in the upper body and died on the scene. The motive is still under investigation, Jones said in the online statement. So apparently Sandra Davis, a 53-year-old woman, did a drive-by shooting on Mr. Ray Wolf's home and struck him in the chest and killed him. Now, what do you think could have caused Miss Sandra Davis, Miss Davis, to go postal? Well, not really postal. Him. You think he stole, remember? Yeah, that nigga stole. Mm. That ain't nothing but a, that's, that, that is from stealing. He even <laughs> ride on a nigga for anything but stealing. He stole she definitely him. rode on it. She, he stole from her. That's what I think is. she. Hmm. What do you think Mr. Wolf did? He stole. I don't think he stole. I think he just stole her heart. And nah, then she found out that that nigga was driving a bus. She and so that. she drove over there. Hmm? That he took some of her mailbox or something. I took it out of her purse. 
ain't shit. She ain't got that much time left on this earth. She ain't finna be. Hey, you're not finna waste my time. Let me get about thirty dollars. She literally said, "I'm reclaiming my time," and then took a life, took his life. <laughs> he stole, bro. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she too. she, she stole too. She stole the soul. She ain't been around without. He stole. Nah, she stole. He, he stole on him. Took a took uh, some money out of her purse and said, "The hey. picture is so funny because she looks so nice." Oh yeah, he stole from her. Miss <laughs> Davis. Yeah, everybody knew Miss Davis had that thing in her purse. Miss Davis, he stole from Miss Davis. He got some out her out her purse or out her mailbox or something. Some some happened where he he picked a pocket or some shit. And she was like, I, "I'm gonna get it back in blood." I wish there was more to the story, but why? why I ne- I just didn't think a fifty-something-year-old woman would do a drive-by. You ever stole from one? Ah, <laughs> uh, I know I ain't now. Nah. <laughs> hey, I'm a hardworking man. I do my own. I, I don't need nobody to give me no, shit. You ain't no bus driver. Nah, I could drive. be. Shit, how much they paying? I drive that bus like Tokyo Drift. That bitch. <laughs> hey, what they gonna do? Hey, that that's bitch gonna be, on. That's gonna be the last Fast and Furious. But we we still making this shit. But it's yeah. a it's a crossover with speed. Keanu oh, <laughs> Reeves gonna be on the back. Dom, why do you have a bus? It's all about family. We gotta go on a family trip. <laughs> to Six Flags. <laughs> I watch. Has the Furious turned into Are We There Yet? <laughs> why not a crossover? And then you could have uh, Ice Cube, and he could be Triple X. Yeah, and Vin Diesel. It makes sense. I watch it. Why did they do that? Why did they make Why? you triple X? That I didn't like that. I liked it. I didn't like that. Then they made another one. They made a third one with Vin Diesel came back. Yeah, and Ice Cube was in it. Was he? I didn't watch that one. Oh, my bad. My bad. It was. It came out around the time the Expendables was coming out. So mm. just give it a watch. Give it a watch. It uh, it got some. Some nice little cameos in there. Mm. What's the what is the third one called? Xander Cage. The story of Xander Cage or something like that. Let me see how, how right I am. Oh, I can't just type in triple X. <laughs> the wrong shit came up there. The story of Xander Cage. You gotta be kidding me. I think it's something like that. Jesus. Oh my god. The story of Xander Cage. Oh, State of the Union was the second one. Yeah. The Return of Xander Cage. That was the third one. What a uh, inspired theme. Yeah. You know what? We okay. So we've been talking about a lot of money on here this, uh, today. We've been talking mm-hmm. about people buying stuff, getting their mm-hmm. ass whooped, getting sued, mm-hmm. ret- retiring mm-hmm. from music. How much would you pay to get Jeffrey Epstein's island? Not enough to turn it into a theme park. Let's find out. Founder of the Black Diamond Capital Management uh, equity firm, Stephen Deckoff, I can't make this name up, (laughs) has dropped $60 million on both islands. Mm -hmm. This is is a significant decrease from the original asking price. Oh, a decrease. Right. 
the islands, uh, the islands, Great St. James and Little St. James, can't make these names up now, were initially listed together in March of 2022 for $125 million. Much later, they got a price dip at $55 million a piece. Since few buyers emerged, I mean, of course, didn't nobody want to show up to, to buy the islands because of the history. Uh, listing rep Adam Modlin of the Modlin Group. Can't make these names up. Allowed the islands to go for much cheaper. The private islands are located in the U.S. Virgin Islands where the scene of Epstein's shocking sexual abuse crimes happened. Several victims reported being abused by the now deceased billionaire on the islands as others turned a blind eye to the actions. Now, mm. Epstein's controversial quote-unquote suicide on the on August 10th. Oh, they, they said quote-unquote suicide, or did you say quote-unquote suicide? I said quote-unquote suicide. Okay, all right. His estate, his estate made steps to deplete the massive real estate portfolio. Now, in March mm. of 2021, his Manhattan mansion was also sold for $51 million, and his Palm Beach home went for $18.5 million the same year. Now, it was it was torn down and a new building was put in, in on top of it. So they tore it down and they said, let's put a new building over here to kill this bullshit. Now, despite the stain on the island, Deckoff plans to develop a one-of-a-kind <laughs> a one of a kind 25-room resort. The five-star dwelling is expected to boost tourism, especially for those seeking a exclusive luxury getaway. This is a press release pointed out to an increase in jobs that will happen if they start this resort. Now, portions of the proceeds from the sale will go directly to the Virgin Island government to rectify the $105 million lawsuit. Another $450,000 will be put towards damages Espion caused when he demolished the remains of an historical site for the development. The compounds on the islands where much of the sexual assaults occurred will not be torn down, though. They will be converted into part of the forthcoming resort. Deckoff hopes to have this vacation destination completed by 2025. Shogun, is this guy wrong for changing this island into a vacation destination? Let me ask you this. If I had a wedding, right, and I said, I'm going to go have a country wedding, it's going to be out here in the fields of Alabama, Mm. down there where the ancestors of our people used to pick cotton. Mm. And they got some little shacks, and I want you to come stay in these plantation homes to get ready for my wedding the next day would you do that uh well we're really good friends man so if you're asking me so you would stay in a plantation home in the cotton fields of alabama you're my friend man and you're getting married hey man cash out me 50 dollars right now (laughs) why and don't be asking why you ain't asking why about the plantation home cash out me 50 bucks right now Right now, my nigga, you my friend, right? I ain't got it right now, man. Yeah, see, yeah, see what I'm saying? <laughs> Friendship. Ain't that some bullshit? <laughs> Fuck yes, he's wrong. You should demolish all of this shit because of the quote-unquote stain. I love how they use these words. The stains, they were raping children. Yeah. What the fuck? Why, why do you want this place? Oh, I want to make it a tourist trip. Who the fuck wants to go to this place? You are raping kids. The fuck is wrong with these people? And, and cancel culture. What the fuck are you guys? See, that's what I was saying too. Like, I'm pretty sure 
I'm not the only person that's seen this story. So I think I <laughs> Yes, I knew about it. I'm well, that's what I'm saying though. I'm like, so I would think that cancel culture would rise up and be like, you guys need to tear this shit down or you shouldn't do this or so on and so forth. I ain't seen they nobody like, say shit. They like, hold on, hold on, y'all you gonna turn it into a what? A resort. Oh, yeah, you mean I can go somewhere and take some Instagram pictures? Hey, let this hey, man cook. Let this man cook. Virgin Islands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything but that. And then it's like, damn, bro, y'all ain't even gonna tear down the compound. I mean, if y'all gonna buy the islands, everything else should be torn down. That's how we I don't think. know what kind of tourist attractions they're trying to build. So it might be something that you know in them dungeons and sex rooms that they might have to the benefit of the new tourist attraction. What if you can go to Lolita Island Nigga, and it, see what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to tell you about this. <laughs> I just want cancel culture, man. Look, man. I just want my fifty dollars, but anyway, I, I ain't got it right now, man. And that's what cancel culture saying. I ain't got it right now. <laughs> no, man, this is crazy. They go literally. They just like I ah, will just. All we got to do is just renovate the rooms. They we'll said, "Fuck them kids." That'll get rid fuck, of all the rape. <laughs> fuck them kids, bro. We can make money. Yeah, I, nah. This this nigga file for this shit. I just don't understand, like, I understand buying the islands, bro, but everything on the islands. <laughs> There's a lot of other shit I could have bought other than them fucking islands. You could, you. I mean, I feel like if you tear down the compound that he had there. No, it's got a negative <laughs> kids. Like, they were taking kids worldwide and having their way with them on this island and recording it. Yeah. yeah. Like, all of the popular and fashionable people of the world knew about this shit and nobody said anything not only knew went some of them went multiple times yeah nah that that island should be sprayed with napalm and sunk into the ocean well how do you feel about the other properties and what they did with the other properties he had i missed that part yeah the other they sold the other properties like they sold like of epstein uh, yeah they sold his Manhattan mansion for fifty-one million dollars, and his Palm Palm Beach home went for eighteen point five million dollars. Yeah, but anybody they, they who both, buys that they both, shit, they both turned they they tore down both of those things and made new buildings over them. Yeah, I mean that's that's justified, but I yeah, I don't know. It's just got a stench that I don't want to be nowhere near. Mm. Like I draw the line at kids. That nigga like we gonna make this a resort, nigga. Nah. That's what I'm saying. What you gonna have a Sea World, Disney World? Like my nigga, I'm not bringing no kids nowhere near any of this bullshit. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah, yeah. Castle culture, y'all are really fucking up. Y'all need to step y'all game up. And speaking of stepping your game up, two brothers, not the Mario brothers, but these two brothers was not yeah. playing any game. They was not playing no games. African Americans. I don't know. Justice Smollett had two brothers and they didn't play no games. Well, they had enough money to hire those two brothers because these two men are accused of taking one point well, I'm already I'm already midway there. One point one million dollars in cash. They got away with it. They got away with it. We gotta watch this video. But the issue with them getting away with it is they went home to their hideout. And they hid out. And unfortunately, the police, they got it. They outsmarted the criminals. Mm. These two criminals 
uh, robbed an armored vehicle and got away with $1.1 million and got busted in their own home. So let's play this video and find out how. Federal investigators say it was an air tag tracking device that led them to a home here at this intersection of 125th and Justine in Calumet Park. Court documents reveal one of the two suspects taken into custody was already wanted in connection with an armored truck robbery from last year. It was crazy. I ain't never seen that many SWAT teams and FBI's. Residents watching a massive scene unfold Tuesday in a neighborhood they say is usually pretty quiet. I'm like, what is going on out here? Authorities say it all started that morning when two suspects robbed a Brinks armored truck outside of Jewel Osco in Homewood, stealing about $1.1 million. Stashed in one of the stolen containers was an Apple AirTag tracking their movements. They were created for lost goods. And and, and Apple doesn't advertise them for like recovering stolen items, but they certainly are being used for that more and more. According to a federal complaint filed Wednesday, investigators recommending 26-year-old Devante Davis and 18-year-old Daryl Singleton be charged with armed robbery. Court docs show two guards went inside the store and when one returned, Singleton allegedly pistol whipped him before the pair stole seven plastic bins and 10 deposit bags of cash. These banks and, and the armored cars by extension are insured by the FDIC, which makes it a federal crime. Retired FBI agent and CEO of Veracity IIR, Doug Coons, isn't involved in the case, but can speak to the nature of these crimes he says are typically violent. Even if somebody's not hurt, often guns are used or threatened. Court documents show investigators eventually tracked the device to a home in Calumet Park, where surveillance images showed the suspected robbers entering. Neighbor Vanessa tells us she knows people in that home, but never knew of any issues before. I'm just shocked. Let's say that. Court documents show Davis, his girlfriend, and one other person exited the home while Singleton was found hiding in an attic next to a handgun. Investigators also found hundreds of thousands in cash hidden in the ceiling of the basement and under the insulation in the attic, along with the AirTag tracking device inside a Brinks bag, a Brinks deposit slip, and clothes matching the ones worn during the robbery. I'm just surprised whatever was going on, I didn't see it. Now that some people have been caught uh, by some clever means here, perhaps that will be a deterrent. The arrest's a double victory for the FBI, which has been looking for Singleton since last October after they say he was involved in an armed robbery of an armored truck an automated teller machine in Lansing. A crime authorities say he committed with his brother, Corey Singleton, and a juvenile both caught after a pursuit and crash while Darrell remained on the run. Court documents also reveal it was about one hour between that armed robbery and when the suspects made it here to this home, according to that Apple AirTag device. Court records show Darrell Singleton is expected to appear in front of a judge on May 10th. Reporting in Calumet Park, Courtney Spinelli, WGN News. This nigga... They got away with it, man. They had it $1.1 million. Shit, he had, a, uh, he had a robbery previous that he looked like he had I know. I know. That dude. Greedy, greed is a motherfucker. Yeah, he, he got a little greedy. But he got away with it. That nigga had 1.1. God damn. You know what I'm saying? It got caught by a cheap-ass Apple air, uh, air tag. Man, I would I would have... First of all, I know he ain't gonna get to be out and be free anymore. But mm -hmm. if he was, I would no more Apple anything. I it's all Android from here on out. Yeah. Now we did a story about these Air Tags a while ago. Wasn't they supposed to like beep if you had it in the vicinity? And it's like you know what I'm saying. Why didn't shit go off? They're supposed to handle it. people. Uh, Apple is still getting lawsuits about that currently. So clearly, the Apple AirTags are not doing what they're supposed to do. Right? They're still, they're still, they're still 
tracking people. There's a lot of women who who have been stalked because of this stuff. Um, some even raped, and they still ain't really like handling the situation. Correct. I would sue Apple. I would sue Apple and say that I am in prison right now, currently because you're a faulty product. Do you feel like you got a case if you do that though? Yes. I got raped by the justice system. And I'm in prison probably actually getting raped. So now that's Apple has now given me what is HIV. Wrong with you? You are Apple has given Apple has given me Apple has given me HIV. I'm suing them <laughs> for damages, emotional and physical damages, distress. I need one point nine million dollars. I need so you know how they be having them judge shows? Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you a lawyer show. Are you going to be the overall fucking defense for everybody who needs to get out of here? Like, fuck, judge, uh, fuck Judge Steve Harvey. We're going to have lawyer showgun. Just the lawyer. The lawyer Just showgun. read the case. You gonna, Say what? Gonna, I, don't know, I don't do no prep work. <laughs> they just read the, they right. read the shit to me. This, they just hand it to you right before the case. And be like, help this man. I'll be like, what you do? Give me a minute. Hold on. Judge, uh, uh, temporary insanity. Clearly, this man has genius intellect. He did several robberies and got away with it. And for him to be caught by a simple air tag that was designed to beep when it's tracking somebody. Clearly, this has been tampered with and been placed in the possession of my client, the FBI or either Big Tech is planning on locking up more and more black young youth in America. This is the problem. We have to turn the flashlight of justice on Big Tech. Because Big Tech, of we need to see, we need to have a spotlight on this type of technology. Oh Who knows how many other people they're tracking unwillfully, unwillfully. <laughs> Because today it could be our petty criminals, and then tomorrow it's you and I and our kids. How many kids are they just following? How many? How many kids? You got. You always got to throw it on the kids. How many kids are they following? Who, who's actually monitoring the air tags division? Why did they need to develop such technology? No good has come from any of this. Hey man, I tried. <laughs> I tried. Hey man, I feel like hey, shit. You had some money in the attic, dog. You should have put that in the bank. Bum, man. That's so fucked up. They found a nigga in the attic. Uh, well, where <laughs> you gotta count the money? So well. Really? I, like, I, I was, ex- I like I was expecting the Anne Frank joke somewhere in there, but that's cool. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I'm not touching that. <laughs> I'm not touching that. Mm-mm. <laughs> That's how they got Kanye ass. I'm Oof. good. Mm. Nah, man. This nigga got away with it, and they found everything. Everything. Clothes. They found all the shit right there. Yeah. Boy, I would have been so mad. I got away with it. I got one point. They, they had a whole hour of being millionaires. Damn. They went home and the fucking ring doorbell camera got them in the same uniform that they just robbed some shit with. Right, right. Then your neighbor gonna come out snitching and shit. I love the neighbor though. She was like, I didn't know about that. Yeah, she's stuffing her money in her fucking bra. Shit. If I found out that my neighbor had a million dollars in the attic, shit. (laughs) I'm breaking in. 
<sighs> he got greedy, man. I think he got too greedy. I think yeah. that's what happened. Damn. That nigga had what 1. You, 1.1 million fucking dollars just sitting there. Chilling. What do you think? What do you think he was trying to buy? Like, what did he need this money for? What if his mom is in the hospital and they needed this for her surgery? There you go, being a lawyer. <laughs> I'm, trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm gonna get my guys out, boy. <laughs> we gonna get them out. Can we get? Can we? Can we get a video? Uh, let's do it. Let's pull up a video of his mom in the hospital and see what yep. she has to say. Snaps in the shaker. Yeah, nah, this sucks, Damn. man. I, I hate it for him. A whole Fucking... one point one million. Like you well, said, technology you know, you sucks. Know, you know that was really like one point five. The cops. No, it was it was actual. Oh yeah, yeah. Nah, you're right. You're yeah, right. The cops had to get they 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 great greedy little hands on it too. It's like, dang, bro. I don't know how much money they had in here, but they had at least one point seven seventy five thousand. Dang, it was seventy five thousand dollars in here. Yep. Every time I think about a bus like that, I think about training day when uh they went in and robbed that. Robbed his homeboy, mm-hmm. shot him in the chest, and dug yep. him the floor. I was like, "Damn, cops ain't shit." And every time I think of a bus like that, I think of Ebony K. Williams, and I'm just like, "She wouldn't date these niggas." They millionaires. They millionaires. They couldn't even get a chance. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. That's ambition, right? That's ambition. That's all I'm saying. That's he got I'm that saying. ambition, baby. <laughs> you can see it in his eyes. <laughs> This week is my before us. Next week is the prize. <sighs> Gotta love it. Well, this is my last story, and it makes mm-hmm. sense. So, Jeffrey, do you know who Jeffrey Hinton, Hinton is? No, but I know who Jeffrey Tubin is. <laughs> what did Jeffrey Hinton do? Jeffrey Hinton is called the godfather of AI, and he has left Google. Boo. So Jeffrey Hinton quit his role at Google so he could be more freely about speaking the about the dangers of technology he helped mm. create. Now, over the decades-long career, Hinton pioneered work on deep learning and neural networks helped lay the foundation for much of the AI technology that we're dealing with today. Mm-hmm. Now, there has been a, sp- a spasm of AI in- introductions in the recent months San Francisco-based startup OpenAI, the Microsoft-based company, uh, back company behind G- uh, ChatGPT, rolled out its latest artificial intelligence model, GPT-4, in March. Other tech giants have invested in competing tools also. Google has one called BARD. BARD. So some of the dangers of AI chatbots are, quote, quite scary. This is what Hinton told the BBC, who is a part of the gay family. Right quote right quote right now they're the not prominent going member. To, quote this is a quote from Hinton. He said, Right now they're not they're not they're not more intelligent than us, as far as I could tell, but I think they will be very soon. In an interview with MIT Technology Review, Hinton also pointed out to quote bad actors that may use AI in ways that could be detrimental to impact on society, such as what? manipulating in elections or in uh, in uh, inciting violence. Hinton also Hinton says he retired from Google so he could speak openly about the potential risk someone who could no longer work for the tech giant. So he's saying, "Yo, I had to quit Google. I had to retire from Google so I can tell you." The truth about this AI stuff that I helped create. Here's another quote. Quote, I want to talk about AI safety issues without without having to worry about how it interacts with Google's business. 
as long as I am paid by Google, I can't do that. Man of mm. integrity. Uh, since announcing <clears throat> his departure, Hinton has maintained that Google has, quote, acted very responsibly so far regarding AI. He told MIT Technology Review that there's also, quote, a lot of good things about Google that he would want to talk about, but those comments would be much more credible if I'm not at Google anymore. Uh, Google affirmed that Hinton had retired from his role after 10 years of overseeing Google research in, in Toronto. Hinton declined further comment Tuesday, but said he would talk more about, uh, about it at a conference um, coming soon. How do you feel about Jeffrey Hinton leaving Google so he can tell everybody, hey, chat, there's this, this new AI. It, it, it could get bad. It could get bad out here. Mm-hmm. Hey, the retirement age in tech tech sectors like tech jobs is around 40, 46 to 60. Mm-hmm. How old is our guy? Uh, Hinton is 75. Mm-hmm. Past the, the average retirement age. So I think it was time for him to go. Technology companies left and right have been firing people. You're going to tell me they kept on a 70-something-year-old man in AI? Uh, I don't I mean, believe Google it. Google confirmed that he was... Yeah, he was employed, but I mean, he probably was back there pushing papers. Who listened to a 72-year-old man? Like, you really think he is the guy who developed AI? Let me see. How old was Albert Einstein when he came up with the atomic Oppenheimer and all this shit? Let Do you me think see. this dude is, is Cap? Yes. I don't think. Well, Google said I don't think AI. I don't, I don't think he worked for. I don't think the. Uh, I don't think AI is really AI like artificial intelligence. So it's just, you know, I talked about this on the show. It's a parlor yeah. trick. It's a uh, damn. He was 76. Oh, that's when he died. Uh, atomic home, sorry. Bomb. You know, he never wrecked. Oh, he never worked on it directly. He was, uh, I was trying to find out how old he was. Oh, wait, I can do it this way. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. If he was 76 and he died in 1955, so five years. Okay, he was about 70. So. <laughs> His theory helped with the atomic mind. Anyway, I, I I don't think any of this matters because the AI that we we think we're thinking about is not what AI is actually. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a trick. Um, should we worry about it? Yes. Is it there now? No. I think like everybody was talking about the uh the paper that Elon Musk signed mm-hmm. and all these other people who signed together is like, hey, we need to slow down on this all this AI stuff. I think they really just trying to find a way to monetize this crap. Like AI is it's useful, but it's not it's not efficient. You know, it, it lies. It, it, it could just create an answer for you just to say it's got an answer, but the information might be, you know, incorrect. Mm. Um, am I worried about this? Nah. I think he he just he trying to start either another company or get back in so he can get on another like the opposite side of AI like you know this is what you need to do to stop it. He's not saying it's risk. He 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 just wants to speak openly about potential risk that could come from from having this AI doing this stuff. He said it's not smart enough yet, but it could get there. 
So he ain't really sitting up here saying the sky is falling now. He's just saying, yo, if we're not careful, it might get to a point where the sky might fall. Then why are you talking about risk? If there's no if there's no danger, then what is your worry? Like if it's not smart enough, it's not gonna do anything, then why are you worried about it? Well, you said the potential is there though. Then why did you create it? Well, why does anybody create anything? Because he's broke, a madman. <laughs> I'm broke. I need some money. Yeah, I mean, I'm You've been working and you're 76 years old. You should have money. You're working in tech. You don't well, tell me Google been, ain't paying? I mean, he's been working in tech for a while, though, bro. Like, exactly. So why are you still trying to work? Retire. Everybody else retired in their 40s and 50s. Well, they say he's a godfather of AI. Yeah, he's a godfather because he wouldn't pull out. And he might be AI's godfather because, damn, how old was AI? <laughs> you so stupid, bro. So you say this dude is just running around starting I think, starting I think it's cap. I think a lot of this AI talk is cap anyway, but like I said previously, AI that we we are talking about is not artificial intelligence, it's just a a quick way of searching. Mm. And it creates the thing that you're you're thinking of. But honestly, all it is is pleasure pleasure plagiarism? Yeah, plagiarism. Mm. I mean, you see it in the music industry. Everybody's mad about how this stuff is working. I don't think AI music is going to replace actual artists. Mm. Ain't got no soul. Yeah, but you don't need soul when you got people who mindlessly buy whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see where you're coming from, but I don't know. I, I'm going to have to keep an eye on Mr. Jeffrey Hinton and see what's going on because he probably got a good four years, bro. <laughs> I just feel like I feel like the dude if he's if he's just saying potential things that could happen, he mm-hmm. might know something. He you can't work for that. He can't you can't work for that company for you know all I know of is him working for them ten years. But you can't be working over a research team in Toronto with him with them and not know nothing. He knows something. Yeah, he knows something, but I even know that there's a risk to AI. But I don't think the risk is something that we need to worry about. So it ain't going to be terminating anytime soon, huh? We ain't got the power source. If we had some kind of everlasting power source like fusion, then I would be worried because you put that inside of a body, and then we, we're basically creating ultra. <laughs> but closest thing we got is fucking, hey, Siri, do 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 do. And then it does a little stupid search for you. Mm. Yeah, I ain't worried about that. But what we need to worry about is these kids getting on the internet and seeing this filth. I don't know if you know, but states like watched, Utah, they must have watched the Chris Brown Usher fight. Is that filth? I don't know if that's filth, but that's something that you the gays house, the gays family house. <laughs> I don't think it. Uh, it might be on this website. I'm finna talk about because they got a category for that. States like Utah is tired of this type of filth being paraded around the Internet. States like Utah has put in an actual law where porn industry groups are trying to sue Utah for this new law. This new law is saying that, hey, if you have an adult entertainment website, we need some type of government official verification or some third party verification before you can go to these sites. Mm. So Pornhub said, you know what? Before this even goes into effect, we're going to shut our website down in Utah. Shut it down in protest. Now. Utah went crazy. Utah, is it Utahians? People from Utah? People who live in Utah? 
Well, the Mormons went wild. Oh, somebody threw a rake. <laughs> and, you know, they are mad that they can't get on Pornhub and do what they got to do. Oh, well, free. True. But those other options on Wednesday also got blocked because the law just went into effect. Uh, free speech coalition, a trade association for adult entertainment industry, filed a lawsuit on Wednesday challenging Utah's new age verification law. How does it work? The state law, which took effect on Wednesday, requires the adult websites to verify age using an in order using age verification for the users in order to access their platform. The lawsuit comes two days before their porn hub, one of the world's most visited websites, disabled access to the web page across the state in a protest of the privacy. The lawsuit urges that Utah new law violates free speech rights and breaches the privacy of the individual access in pornographic content. It also claims that the law could lead to children turning to the dark web to obtain materials from a far more harmful source than the most popular adult website. Between the lines, they're saying the new law mandates that the Internet users can prove their age through a digitized identification card or a third party verification app. So either you got to scan your ID, take a picture of your ID and upload it to the website, or you can use your phone to verify it. Once you log into the website, they send you an, an app, a QR code, and you scan the QR code on your phone and then boom, you can look at porn. Now there's Cambridge Analytica. Right. They're saying that this is a violation of your free speech because I can't get on the website and post whatever I want to post like a YouTube. And then also now you're tracking and seeing what I'm doing on my free time. This is my computer. Uh, I just got to ask you, how do you feel about it? Do you think that Utah has a leg to stand on or maybe three to ban porn for everybody in this whole state? No, man. Nah, that, they, that's a little too far, man. Uh, that's a little too far for me. It's far reaching and it's far reach around for them to do all of this type of stuff for people who are just trying to have a good time. Like, this is just how does what I do with my privacy. <laughs> I wonder how Usher feels about this. This is what I do in my privacy of my own home, and I gotta verify who I am. Yeah. I you you don't need to know that I look up big butt Latinas. You know, this is my favorite porn category. Bro. I gotta scan my my driver's license just to log Bro, in. I wanna watch to minutes. stroke it off. Is, is that a category? That's a whole website. Sex mix. Like sexy Mexicans? It's just called sex mix. I wonder if they got like hard hats and hammers. I mean, they don't even speak English, so even better. I think it's I think it's just for the for the Latino community. It ain't for us. Yeah, I like that. Damn shit, I watch all kinds of porn that ain't for me. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like uh, me pueblos. It, it's just you know. Yeah. Here you go. Here you go. Uh, you talking about the grocery Latin store community? <laughs> that, that grocery store, my pueblos. Yeah. yeah. I've been there. Yeah. I went in there and I walked around. I was looking like, I'm not supposed to be in here. But I wonder how much this corn costs. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Wait, their black beans are cheaper than this? Yeah, I bet you this black beans is good. Hmm. Free home legs? (laughs) (laughs) For Giles Negraos. That's what it is. For Giles Negraos. (laughs) Them black beans. Um. Do you think 
Do you think Utah should have a law that's banning people from going to a porn website? I don't know if they wilding out there like that. Clearly they are. They had to make a law. It's <laughs> <laughs> the home of the Mormons. How, would, how, does, how does that happen? You don't know what Mormons do. Is it Mormons? I think you're right. It's oh, more fun if we don't double check. So just okay. keep going. It's the Mormons. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just think John Smith wouldn't stand for this. And Christopher mm-hmm. Reeves wouldn't sit for this either. John Smith, isn't that his name? Isn't that the dude from the Mormon story? Don't. Oh, now I got to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to move on. You John Smith. <laughs> And that is name. That's the most generic name I've ever. Come on, bro. Get the fuck out of here. That ain't no name of no fucking. All right, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Let me find it. John Smith. That's like John Doe. That's like the name they give you when they don't know who you are. Joseph Smith Jr was an American religious leader and the founder of Mormonism (laughs) and the Latter-day Saint movement published the Book of Mormons at the age of 24. Smith had been attacked tens of thousands of times following the time of his death 14 years later. The The religion he founded continued to this present day with millions of global inheritance and uh, several Churches claiming Smith as their founder, the largest being of the Christ, uh, uh, the Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints. There you go. Man, I know some John Smith. I know some shit now. Joseph Smith. That's the name. Joseph Smith. I was that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the story of Joseph. How do you not know this? Is that- Smith. His last name is Smith. Yes. Yeah, the story of Joseph Smith. It's a very good religious story. I don't know why you don't know this. Do you know Joseph is a biblical name? Come on now. Joseph Smith but is he a had very no last name in the Bible. Wasn't no it was... Smiths in the Bible. Everybody had last names. What are you talking about? Jesus of Nazareth? Come on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get on here and, and have a I could have a theology conversation with you then. <laughs> was the gays in there too? Was that family in there? Brimstone. Yeah, <laughs> they talked about that. They was living over there in Solomon Gomorrah. I think that's Peter Creel was there too. That's on the corner of MLK Boulevard, huh? Yeah, it's a bad part of town. They were doing all kinds of shit. <laughs> my bullshit meter is maxed out. Okay, <laughs> if I was a creative character, my bullshit meter would be a hundred percent. Hey, man, look, Utah, chill the fuck out with this <laughs> shit, bruh. Chill out, man. We ain't got time for this. Get these people they porn. They already got to walk around. Don't Mormons ride horses and shit? Like, they don't even do... Uh, That's the cars, Amish. Right? That's the Amish. Oh, That's my bad. <laughs> don't, don't feel bad. I had to Google it earlier. I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these niggas got I mean, they already got to ride horses all the time. They can't even it take them two hours to get to town. And yeah, now they, can't even, they can't even look at the porn. Can't even make no beef stroganoff. Or cheese. <laughs> if you if you got cheese, bro, you need to go see a doctor. I don't know, man. The gay family is used to cheese, ain't it? 
Yeah, they can making all that type of money, man. It's lucrative. You know how thing everybody trying to get their ESG scores up a little bit higher. So <laughs> the gay family is uh making a lot of money these days. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Suing everybody, yeah, Sheridan. Well, you know, they're very open and watching them. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> The games take all into the fold. You know, they just come welcoming. You might not even know that you want to be part of the gay family, but hey, they'll let you join. <laughs> oh, all right, man. Yeah. Stop. Uh, let these people have their porn in Utah. I can't even go there. Let these people have their porn in Utah, man. Let them have their porn. So That's terrible. As a response. As a response to all of this, what people have been doing is using VPN. So VPN yeah. usage in that state has skyrocketed. So this law literally did nothing. Yeah. And so this is like for all the people who are saying, if we just make a law that's going to stop these people from doing this, here you go. People going to find a way. Technology has far surpassed your thoughts of what shit should be. Well, I mean, most Americans are law-abiding citizens to most laws. But there's a few of them we're going to step over. We're gonna live life man. first. Yeah, I mean hell, you might have, you might say it's a crime to steal, but shit. You got one point one million. For an hour. I had it though. Yeah, you can't take that away from him. Can't, can't take, take it away, away nigga. I, that's a life achievement. Yeah, you you right about that. You right yeah. about that. Nah, man, look, look, bro. I'm not trying to put my information out there. It's already bad. And Clearly, these people don't listen to Congress. Congress already said, hey, that TikTok shit, they're sharing shit with China. So what makes you think that ain't going to, the China leaks won't happen with this shit? Mm. And that's coming from Congress. Oh, yeah, because those people are reputable. Yeah, they're trustworthy. (laughs) Who is that that was selling and buying stocks? Yeah, anyway, it don't matter. But somebody told me that the news is depressing. And I said, I find comedy in it every week. <laughs> like, you know, we we talked about the writer strike. This isn't a topic, but you I'm just kind of going. Somebody give this man a round of applause because you basically was like, hey, like this is coming. And Well, I, I got there from the nerd plate. So shout out to the nerd plate for being the, the head of the charge. Right. But the writer strike is happening. They're striking and I'm happy for that. And And what they're. <laughs> What they're striking about is legitimate because it's like what you were saying about chat GPT. We're worried about AI. AI is going to change the game, possibly. But I'm just saying that they have to be worth their money right now. And and, and I don't know if they are, but uh, dang, I lost my track of thought. Well, there's a little bit more to it, man. I was listening to a podcast. It's a podcast, a movie podcast that I listen to on a regular basis. And one of those guys actually writes TV. Mm-hmm. So he kind of gave a little bit of more of a bust down about it too. So um bef- uh writers used to get residual checks for um shows going into uh syndication. So if mm-hmm. you had a show that did really well, um he used the example of like a uh, Big Bang Theory. So mm-hmm. Big Bang Theory went into syndication and people who wrote on that show gets residual checks consistently. The argument is now that some of these uh companies they have streamers now. So mm-hmm. he's like, we don't, one, we don't get those types of residual checks anymore. Okay. Two, two, they start short, small, making the rooms a lot smaller and you might not last the whole season. 
Right. And you have to get several different writing gigs to be able to make a, a, a honest day's pay. Uh, he was like, the writing rooms used to be a lot bigger. They used to have a lot more people being being able to get the money from that. He said, now it's to the point where it's just like, when you put your show on a streamer, I only get one check, and you can stream the show 6,000 times. I don't see nothing from that. And it's like, we got to figure out a balance between that type stuff. Mm-hmm. He also went into how a lot of these tech companies are, are really trying to eliminate big writing room so they can actually get more more of the profit off the shows. What else did he, he um bring up that was a concern? Writing rooms, he uh brought up the 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 residual checks. It was some other point that he made and it made sense. And I was like, well that kind of makes sense. Did they talk um, about the previous writer strike? I'm sorry. Did they talk about the previous writer strike? The one that happened in 20, 2007? Mm-mm. Okay, I think in that writer strike they had some clauses that was starting to form that would have helped them out in this one, but I think they turned it down for more fun, more money up front, mm-hmm. and so it, it it does look bad. It looks like the studios are just trying to take all the money from the people, and that's probably what's happening. But I think they forego some of their rights that they shouldn't have on the previous one, and they're just not realizing that they got a raw deal with the the last strike. So I hope these people get their money because damn it, we need some good writers. The shit that they got coming out of Hollywood has been trashed for a very long time. Well, he said it might be something else to be worried about because there is a director's guild as well, and they uh, have to get their contract renewed as well. And he said if the directors don't get, if the directors guild don't get their shit together, they're gonna go on strike also. And then he said Hollywood might start falling off really bad. I said Hollywood was done during the pandemic. When the pandemic first hit, I was like, yo, these dudes don't want to do nothing. They're they trying to, they, it's it's too bloated. They got too much happening. Like when YouTubers can do better stories, better output, and better via, uh, special effects than actual Hollywood produced stuff, you got a problem. Mm-hmm. It's not that you don't have the money and the budget to do it. It's that they don't have the creativity. And it doesn't seem like they're elevating the people with the most creativity to these projects. Right. Maybe they just trying to make it work with who they got and they're trying to make sure that everybody eats. But Hollywood has been over budget for a very long time. Yeah, but the writers ain't seeing none of that, man. He was saying that like some of these writers make 30K a year. Yeah, but how many shows are you writing for? That's a good like, question. I, 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 I'm a, I'm well, in a union and I'm pro union as fuck. But at yeah. the same time, I can see my union arguing for a lot of motherfuckers who don't deserve to have a job. But I'm yeah. still backing them because I, I I appreciate them for being there because they're going to be there for me if I need them. So I'm not saying that these unions shouldn't strike for it, but saying that, hey, man, I work in Hollywood and I'm only getting paid 40K. That might be the average or 30K. That might be the average salary for a writer because you're supposed to have multiple gigs or something going on. I don't know. Yeah. I I think that people not getting residuals off of like streaming, which is that's fucked up. Yeah, that is fucked up. But how like, do you count you got, streams? You got families to feed too, bro. You feel me? And it's like if this show's a hit, <clears throat> and I'm only getting like so. Let's say what's the popular the pop most popular show? Stranger now, Things. Well, this dude Stranger Succession. Succession. Okay, everybody loves that show. I've never seen it before in my life. Never seen it either. Everybody keeps saying Succession because they're on their final season. I mean, yeah, they, they said that's one of the best shows. Out what did Roy Wood say? That's white power, power for white people. Yeah, yeah. I think he said, "Nah, uh, that's Tucker Carson." If you, if you, 
He ghost. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're writing on that show, you sh- you should not be making thirty thousand dollars a year. You should be making a little bit more because that's one of the best, the uh, most viewed shows out there. But you know, then you get to put on your resume that you was a writer for Secession, and people are gonna be like, "Oh shit, you wrote on this very popular show. Can you write me a very popular show?" And then you can demand more. Some of these writers aren't getting put in the credits either, though. Oh, and then that's fucked up. Yeah, some of these writers aren't being even credited for what they're putting in, what they're contributing. Wait, are they like a co-writer or something? They're called Red Rooms. Mm-hmm. Did he say Red Rooms? Damn, they, they're trying to develop a, a, a Black Widow? <laughs> Fuck. But there are these small rooms that um, you may or may not get credited for on writing for certain things, and it's just like... He broke he broke it down really well. I'm I'm paraphrasing a lot of this stuff, but yeah. it doesn't sound fair, and I feel like they do have a right to to strike. Um, and yeah, I, I agree. They do have a right to strike, and they should strike. And I hope they get everything they're asking for. But when they finish striking, they better come up with some of the best shit ever. Yeah, yeah, because it's already stuff. This the new blades on hold now because of the writer strike. They said Abbott <laughs> Elementary is on hold currently. Oh, that sucks. Um, like, so a lot of these shows are starting to stop production now. The late night shows stop now. It's like, we don't even have a script and we come up with better jokes than they do. So, fuck them. It's wild, man. Yeah. I, but if that director, if he said if that director gives stuff, if they strike, it's over with. Get it. Until mm-hmm. they can figure this shit out. It's very interesting. It's it's The whole Writers Guild stri- uh, strike is a very interesting um like the how they're what their fight is and it's mm-hmm. it, it's um I was like damn I never really realized you know what I'm saying and he uh the dude who does the podcast it's called the watch and it's on the ringer uh podcast network mm-hmm. but he was just like yeah he was like um he was he was just saying yeah um this is not gonna affect the podcast but <laughs> come Monday I will be on the front lines too but it's also affecting a lot of highly produced podcasts who have writers who are in the writer's guild. Mm-hmm. So it's going to affect a lot of people. I just feel like if you're really good at what you do, you either going to, you know, stand up in solidarity for, you know, your coworkers or you just going to figure out another way. Yeah. So. But yeah, we're about to see the last time we had a major writer's guild strike like this. That's when the influx of rea- like that's when reality TV got its boom. Like that's when Niggas was like flavor love and Damn. Uh, all this other shit. So yeah, but I think the audience, the audience really dictated what they wanted. They went towards those shows because there was nothing else. But then when the writer's strike was over, what did they come back reality TV with? <laughs> More reality TV. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got it. You got to fight with some actual good content. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I, I mean, I'm, I'm. I've always just been like, pay these folks, man. Pay them. Pay these folks, and then you wouldn't have to worry about these two young black men trying to rob an armored truck just to get a couple dollars to help their mother in her failing health. It's, it's just a product of the system being pissed off and pissing on the little man. What do you want to do your show? Because doing a damn good job. With this. this is my pitch right here. Doing the writing strike. They they need to go ahead and have. Hire me. You need to get this green light. What 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 uh what channel you want to be on? What's shit, on? I don't know. That's the name of my show. <laughs> shit, I don't know, Judd. What they do? Oh uh, nah, no, this should be called I'll take it. 
Yeah. <laughs> nah, this sounds like I'm part of the gay family. So I'm just trying to make sure that my my, my music. Yeah, I, exactly. The music needs to stand on its own. Like it don't need no other baggage. Yeah, it's I remember just, when the gay family got for real. So hopefully we can. Yeah, I, he was just singing about being happy. Yeah. He was like, I thought I was welcome here, but yeah, I no, guess he not. Did a, hey, hey, hey! He did the. That's what I'm saying. He, he was. He he had blurred lines, and the gay family yeah. was like, "We don't like when you blur lines mm-mm, like that." Mm-mm, mm-mm. You got to know exactly if you straight or whatever. You know, you know what I mean. Just gotta have these blurred lines. We keep going. I told you. My bullshit meter maxed out. Let's go. <laughs> wait, wait, we gonna meet. <laughs> I gotta come on, Amy. I got nothing else, man. I'm I ain't man. got nothing else. Hey, yeah. Writers, that's all I'm gonna say. Play these people. Everybody need at least 10000 more dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Get everybody at least 10000 more. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Last thing, last thing, last thing. You need a stipend for real, bro. It's hard out here. I'm hurting. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Everybody need at least 10000 I wasn't like shit. Uh, one thing that President Biden has done, he got a uh, $55 billion in student loan forgiveness has been approved and the Biden administration has finally got that. So congratulations. He's trying to get these votes for the next four years and he finally doing some shit. So, hey, shout out to the people why who got. You, why did you promise this before you got elected? But it comes up in year four before 2024. It takes time. Never mind my whole administration having the, all three branches of the government. Never mind all that shit. When I first got in, it takes time. We finally have gotten, a, a, you know, to the promised land. I told you I'm here to finish the job. And I finish my first term by getting you ex- exactly what I, you know, exactly what you put me in office for. What's Kamala at? She over there. I wonder if Kamala uh, would date a bus driver. She did date Montel Williams though. So, um, so the story about Kamala <laughs> during her dating days was she was very—I uh, don't want to say the wrong word to make it seem like she was a negative woman. She was a a woman who enjoyed doing the things that she wanted to do. There she was go. a free spirit. I for the party. They had Damn, some parties. They had some parties, man. <laughs> they was you would have thought the gay family was over there celebrating. You know, celebrate a good time. Come on. <laughs> celebrate good time. Come on. All right. It's celebration. Anyway. I guess that song didn't go with the other song. Ed Sheridan was right. Don't sound nothing like it. <laughs> Don't sound nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say nothing like it. If I was the lawyer in that case, I would have been like, "Damn! If if we lose, he's gonna retire." Hmm. Hey man, I seen somebody make a statement about this, and it's wrong as fuck. But I gotta repeat it on the podcast. They said, <laughs> "They said, damn! I wish the gay family would have been <laughs> this aggressive when his dad, when they, when Marvin Gaye's dad picked up the gun." Yeah. <laughs> God damn, that's fucked up. Hey, man. It wasn't enough with the grits. <laughs> like, why haven't they made a Marvin Gaye tell-all? Well, why haven't they made a Marvin Gaye movie? I don't want to tell-all because they be telling too much. They tell a lot. Mm. You got anything else, man? Mm-mm. 
We his dad, sh- wait, his dad shot him, right? And yeah, his dad killed him. Yeah, I thought that's how he died. I don't was know it? The, the grits is Al Green. Oh, that was Al Green. Okay, okay. Damn, I'm getting my I'm getting my families confused. Yeah. The Greens and the and the Gays, they two different bloodlines. Yeah, but they good at Thanksgiving. <laughs> they both come up in Thanksgiving all the time. Mm-mm. Y'all have a good week. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all next time. She just kind of fucking with my money, but I meant everything I said, <laughs> and I said again. BYK Radio. Radio.